You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good evening and welcome to hour number two of our Tiger Tailgate show. As we're getting you set, it's homecoming 2017. A beautiful day on the LSU campus as the 25th-ranked LSU Tigers take on the Troy Trojans, their final non-conference contest of the season for the Bayou Bengals, all SEC the rest of the slate. Got a question for our great Herb Tyler, 504-260-1870. You can text Herb at 870-870. Later this hour, Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com with a full recruiting update. And we'll continue hearing from our LSU insiders, Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, and Louisiana Network uh, Sports Director will be with us. Well, he's the president and CEO for the TAF, Tiger Athletic Foundation. Rick Perry joins us now. Rick, thank you so much. How's everything going? Everything's going well, Deke. You know, Beautiful day for football here in, in Baton Rouge, and uh, hopefully get a great crowd out tonight to watch the Tigers. Well, you know, Rick, it doesn't really, to, to me, and I say this, give a chance to get it out there, it doesn't matter where you are, but you hear the word homecoming, or words homecoming, and, and it, it registers something, and it doesn't matter how big your school is, whether it's high school or college, you know it's a special time. And on the college scene, it's where a lot of people plan. It's not so much about who the team is playing to come back where you went to school, come back and see a lot of people. And this is probably the game. It is the game every year that everybody plans to come back, kind of visit, and an opportunity, I'm sure, for TAF to see some people and branch out to a lot of folks that you already talk to on a basis via computer and communicate with. But there's still nothing better, as they say, uh, the old, old schoolers would say, pressing the flesh, so to speak. Well, you know, we talk about every home weekend is our biggest work day. Sure. Because we've got folks that, as you said, if we're going to go out, we have people from all parts of the country, but you have every com- everyone come to you. Correct. So you get to see so many people, and then, a, of course, a homecoming weekend is special because people come back. It's that special feeling coming back to the place they love, the place where they have so many great memories, and to be able to re-experience, you know, and and come back and see people maybe they haven't seen in many, many years, old, right. old dear friends. So, yeah, it is a very special weekend. That voice you're hearing is Rick Perry, the president and CEO of TEF, Tiger Athletic Foundation, one of two members that have been there since day one, 30 years. So, uh, Rick, I would imagine you've seen a lot uh, come and go in 30 years, but the ability to reach out and branch and network with people that are thousands thousands of miles away we have people obviously in the service they keep up with it and what is that like the technology communication now where you used to would have to mail something to people get and now you can as soon as you hit in push text tweet something they get it just like that that's a huge difference you know for years sure. it was we we had a newsletter in fact that's really how i got started was doing a newsletter that we had to have ready on you. monday morning at the right. printers so that yeah. it could get out by wednesday and be timely I remember those days. It was my first job here uh, but now, you're right, with the Internet and, and all the social media, we can get our message out so easily to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's had some interesting effects, though. On the other hand, years ago when you went to a town for a meeting or something, it was the biggest night of the year in those towns. Right. Because that was the only time LSU they got LSU information. Mm-hmm. Now people can just get online right away and just find out about everything they want to. So it's it's changed some ways good from where we were, but in some ways, it's, you know, it's just different, I guess is the best way to put it. But the great part is it's much easier to get your message out to people and let them know what's going on, 
let them know what we're doing to, to support the Tigers and and also to thank them. You know, That's for right. all they do, all they do, they help out the program. Rick Perry, president and CEO of TAF, is here with us now. Rick, uh, as we look, uh, Tiger Athletic Foundation. I, I've got a lot of talking points here, but I kind of like as we we spoke before we came on air. Kind of get out that that personal feel. If you were talking to a, and we are talking to an audience right now, if you were speaking and someone asked Rick Perry, I want to make a difference. I want to be a part of something. Why? Why would I choose Tiger Athletic Foundation? But I, I think there's, you know, and I tell people all the time. One of the reasons I love my job so much and I get excited every day about going, getting to go to work, is because we help young people. Mm-hmm. We're going to impact young people's lives. And as we say, you know, as we talk about all the time, it's not just giving them the opportunity to be athletes. Right. Because most of them will not be professional athletes. That's exactly right. But it's giving them the opportunity to continue in the sport they love while they can. Mm-hmm. But then, more importantly, is giving them a chance to get a college degree. Yes. And hopefully, through their connections and people they know and what they get to do at LSU, it helps them later in life, too. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's one of the things that I love and what I tell people that it's so important in what they do. The other thing is that you know, LSU Athletics may be the best family entertainment around. Mm-hmm. Uh, people come here from all across, all across Louisiana and from other parts. And, you know, it's not just football, but for football, take, for example, for seven nights a year, they're family. Mm-hmm. And you can have people from every corner of the state sitting next to each other in that, in that stadium. That's right. And that's, that's their LSU family. And, you know, other times they, they're going to weddings. They, you know, when people are on hard mm-hmm. times, they take care of each other. Yeah. So it really is unique in that sense and in, in, in the memories that families have from great moments, you know, in Tiger history, whether it be Herb Tyler upsetting Florida. That's right. You know, and, uh, and everybody in the stadium that night, or whether it be Warren Morris's home run and things mm-hmm. like that. So many people can look back and say, yeah, we were together when that happened, and it was, you know, it was a big event for our family. Mm-hmm. So, and, it's, and just coming out on Saturdays, when the, from Labor Day I came in for work for a while, mm-hmm. and the stadium in the west parking lot was probably two-thirds full. And it was people through generations many times, grandparents, parents, oh, yeah. and children coming to see the new Mike the Tiger. Yeah. And so when you have that type of, you know, connection and something that's so strong that brings people together. I think it is very, very special. Rick Perry, President and CEO of TF, is here with us. Now, if you want to join TF, you can uh, go to lsuaf.org slash team TAF to become an annual donor. And, of course, uh, they're having many things that are going on. There's right now a specific program you can uh, point your uh, donation to, like Football Ops Project or Alex Box Updates. And for more information, also, you can call 225-578-4823 or email info at lsutaf.org. They're all over on social media, like Rick and I just talked about, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all available there. And uh, we talked about uh, some of the different things, Rick, but I see here, you know, Phase 2 of the Football Ops, South Plaza, Old Vogue, Victory Recognition, Alec Box Stadium, you have to do this stuff in order to kind of keep up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's business is what it is. It really is business. And when you're inviting those future Tigers to be on campus, well, this is what the parents, this is what they want to see. They want to see what's going on, what's here now, what's coming here, and, you know, why, like you get that, why should I let my child or why should I push my child toward LSU 
to come here, get a degree, and be a part of athletics? It's all about providing them with the resources to be successful. And, you know, the prospective student-athletes and their parents, they want to know where are they going to live, where are they going to eat, where is the academic help for them going to come from, um, you know, where do they practice if they're hurt, what type of training facilities are there to help them if they do get injured, and where do I perform, and when I do perform, what type of crowds am I going to perform in front That's of? Right. That's right. And so all of that is critical, and it's, yeah, it's ongoing. Uh, you know, we've done over $400 million worth of facilities in the last 30 years, uh, and $30 million just since January, and from our projects just like looking oh, yeah. right across, we, we're redoing the track surface right, right. now. Um, you know, uh, a lot and of I can't a lot remember of, the last time that was done. And a lot of folks have, you know, we got a lot of positive feedback about adding additional restrooms and redoing restrooms right. in Tiger Stadium. Right. So it's and, they, and you do, you listen to the fans too. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, then you've got the pro- projects like you, you mentioned, you know, where we redid the weight room in, in football ops. It needed to be, uh, it was 11 years old or so. It, you know, right. you want to upgrade Which is it. a remarkable facility now. And we, we're going to build a, a larger lounge area for the student athletes over there we're going to uh, redo their training facility and upgrade that also redo their locker room over there but also we're going to add a nutrition center for all our student athletes as part of that project because that's such a big part too is making sure that they're fed correctly and that they're getting everything they need so that they can perform at the highest level rick again for anybody out there paying attention they want to get involved with what you and i just talked about 30 years now with taf rick is one of two members that's been there 30 years president and ceo Tell them how to be involved with TAA. They can contact us, as you said, at 578-4823 or toll-free 1-800-644-4823. Yep. Or they can go, on lo- go online to lsutaf.org. Yep. And, uh, and if and they're on campus. You just it into a search engine, some of the stuff will pop right up for if you. If they're on campus, come by and see us. We're housed in the PMAC. So if anybody's on campus anytime and wants to happen to come visit Mike and see the habitat, which we you know, helped upgrade yeah. recently, then just drop by our offices and come see us. We'd love to see them. Um, and we're, we're, we're really all fortunate. You know, Tiger fans are the most passionate fans in the world, and I say that all the time. And the fact is that we have so many people who love the program, want to be a part of it. Um, it does make what we do so rewarding. President and CEO of TAF, Tiger Athletic Foundation, Rick Perry. Rick, always a pleasure. Thank you. One of your Thank biggest you, fans back there is clapping for you. Oh, Herb Tyler. <laughs> Herb made Rick smile an awful lot when he was here those he four sure seasons. Did. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Herb is back with me, and we'll start breaking down Herb's take on today's matchups, LSU and Troy, LSU's offense against the Troy Trojan defense. Count you down. It's homecoming 2017. LSU and Troy, a 6.02 kickoff tonight here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. And welcome back. Along with Herb Tyler, I'm Dick Bellaby. Counting you down to LSU and Troy. Homecoming 2017. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director, joins us now. Jeff, thank you so much for the time. Jeff, what game were you at last night? I had an interesting game, Parkview Baptist and Stephen uh, Lab. Seven uh, Lab guys, uh, they got a, a running back by the name of Ty Davis. He's the next great running back to come out of Baton Rouge, you know, behind serious guys and Jeremy Hill. He's he's that caliber player. He's a junior committed to LSU. And then uh Ted L. Thomas, an offensive lineman, another junior who's committed to LSU. He's considered one of the better offensive linemen in, in all of the country for uh the class of two thousand nineteen. So and Damone Clark too, the linebacker. Uh another guy like Duke Riley, Deion Jones kind of a player. 
for Southern Lab, and uh, those three guys are all committed to LSU, but it was Parkview Baptist that won last night, 23-20. Jeff Palermo is with us. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Palermo, L-R-N-P-A-L-E-R-M-O, at Jeff Palermo, L-R-N. Jeff, now LSU and Troy, uh, I think if we go by where LSU is right now, uh, some people are kind of, and I, I'm in the mindset, maybe expecting some similar things, similar type of game tonight as we did last week. Uh, you know, but the difference between last week and this week is that LSU's a little more banged up than they were a week ago at this time. Yeah, man, uh, it's amazing how many guys that they got banged up. You're right, all the guys that are questionable from Toby Weathersby, Rashard Lawrence, obviously Darius Geis. Uh, this is a t- you know, John Battle. <laughs> uh, this, this is uh, – they're just looking for any healthy bodies that they can put out there at this point. And it really is amazing. It's been a long time since where LSU's really been fighting the depth issue, that they are that they got some guys that are in their 2D depth charts that at least at this point in their career probably don't deserve to be or shouldn't be in their 2D in their depth chart, but they got to put them out there because they got nobody else. And, uh, and, and you know, part of it is attrition, new coaching staff. Part of it is uh, guys that uh, were getting frustrated with whatever playing time they were having under less miles and decided to move on. Uh, it's obviously a, a different, a lot of factors and a lot of things. So uh, this is uh, the last tune-up before uh, conference play begins. And there's not that non-conference game in the middle of November that LSU sometimes has where they get a chance to get a bit of a breather because uh, after this week, guys, it's, it's it's SEC competition, and even though the SEC might not be what it was five or six years ago, uh, they're going to be playing at a high competition. And so uh, this is the one chance to really try to – whatever you're trying to work on, whatever you're trying to, to really uh, – to, to really improve on before league play, this is your final chance, and they're and they're playing a good team, so they, they can't necessarily just take it for granted and think they're going to roll the helmets out there and just win. And you know, Jeff, I, I, if the improvement can continue or, or happen, I think Coach O has really laid the foundation and doing things that uh, that are appeasing to the to the Tiger fans. Now, ultimately, it comes down to wins and losses. But just for instance, like his press conference Monday, you know. A, a, Pretty much he's straight shooter. What he tells you, you know, some people would say, well, I'd like to have a little more. But whatever he tells you, it's not like, you know, it doesn't come into fruition. And I would expect, uh, you know, to see some more snaps tonight from Miles Brennan. Like he said last week, he said, we don't have a quarterback controversy. We've got quarterbacks with two different styles. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that Miles does, you know, uh, uh, Etling uh, has a different skill set. And Etling does some of the things that uh, Brennan does have because of his experience. But, you know, four or five last week, got the ball out fast. Uh, I, I think you're going to see some more. Now, how they put him in the game and when they put him in the game is different. But I think Tiger fans, and, and rightfully so, are, are liking the, the way that they're seeing uh, the young quarterback mature. I, I, th- I, I liked what they did last week. I mean, I, I saw some criticism. I think it just might be fans just – some fans just criticize whatever, whatever happens. I, I was more – um, I, I didn't like the, the fact that they used Darius Geis at all last week. That made no sense to me. But I like the idea of putting Miles Brennan out there. And you have to wonder. I mean, Ed Orgeron will never admit this. But you have to wonder if there is a little bit of an eye towards 2018. Mm-hmm. And he, he has a bit of a transition here this season where you're playing the five SEC road games. It's his first year. 
don't want to necessarily say it's a honeymoon year, uh, but he knows he probably has a year to work with here. And so why not? Why not get Miles Brennan not only ready in case something does happen to Danny Etling, but also with an eye towards 2018 where it certainly does seem like it will be Miles Brennan's team unless, you know, Lowell Narcisse really improves uh, and beats him out next year or if there's another quarterback that comes along in this uh, next recruiting class. So I, I like the idea of using him. Uh, hey, maybe we might see him in the second quarter. We saw him in the third quarter last week. Maybe we see him in the second quarter this week. And I think it also uh, helps give the uh, offense, it gives the other teams uh, something to think about uh, that, you always hear about it, the opposing defenses when they have to comp- have to have to prepare for two quarterbacks. That's just that's just extra time that they have to uh, focus in on that they could be focusing in on something else. Visiting with Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director. Coming up in just a moment, we'll have a CBS one-minute break, and then we're going to get her. But it's got a couple of questions for Jeff Palermo, and then we'll get Jeff's take. As, uh, right now, LSU's next opponent has just moved to, uh, what is it now, 3-1 and one on the season as the Florida Gators take care of Vanderbilt today, 38-24. to 24. And uh, Malik Davis led the way for the uh, Gators, 17 carries, 124 yards, and two touchdowns today. So, Jeff, uh, LSU's next opponent, the Florida Gators, are now perfect 3-0 and in SEC play and 3-1 and overall. And we'll get Jeff's take on the LSU's next opponent, Florida. And Herb Tyler has a couple of questions for our Jeff Palermo. Counting it down to LSU and Troy tonight. The 3-1 and Troy Trojans come to town. Winners are three straight after losing their opening game to Boise State University. So we'll have the latest college football scoreboard at some early games. The 11 o'clock kickoffs now are starting to go final, and the 2.30 games are getting set to go into action. 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. And for the latest on the Saints, Tigers, Pelicans, all sports, go to WWL.com. More with Jeff Palermo, but first up is a 60-second CBS update. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com and Louisiana Network Sports Directors take on today's game, LSU and Troy. Herb, you got Jeff to yourself now. Hey, Jeff. Um, Greedy Williams played a great game this past weekend. Um, I look forward to him playing another great game this weekend and, and weekends to come. Um, I do have a question for you, though, in regards to Darius Geis. I know you mentioned that you were shocked that they actually played him last week. Um, give me twofold on this particular question. Why were you shocked that they played him? And then um, with Daryl Williams coming in and playing as well as he did, how much more action do you think Daryl will get going forward? Well, the reason why I was I was shocked is that I thought maybe uh, Ed Orgeron learned a lesson last year with Leonard Fournette. Uh, the you know he wasn't supposed to play in that game against Florida. He, he still put him out there after you have a, a pregame shoving match, and, and Fournette wasn't right, and he shouldn't have been out there. And I thought maybe Ed Orgeron would have learned a lesson from that. I mean, heck, it cost uh, playing Fournette in that game um, may have cost LSU to get that contest, cost him a chance to play in the Sugar Bowl, may have cost Ed Orgeron a, a chance to be the head coaching job, and for him to say on Wednesday night uh, that Darius Geis is out for the game against Syracuse and then all of a sudden on Thursday says uh, he's going to play and then when you actually see Geis play on Saturday he's not himself Just I'm just wondering why I mean if I, I'm not exactly sure how they're how they're really how they're really trying to figure out these injuries and what you know who's telling them what are they taking doctors opinions players opinions 
We've seen it twice now happen with your star running back when he wasn't exactly right. Probably shouldn't have been on the field, but yet he still played. And I know Ed Orgeron said he didn't. He didn't. He doesn't um, look back at it as he, as he thought he made a mistake on, on Saturday. But still, it, it just seemed like it, it wasn't wise to play him at all. Uh, Daryl Williams, I tell you what, you got to like what you see from him though. And, and I, personally, I'd like to see more of Mick Brissett. It, it almost is amazing to me. That the kid's a junior. We just haven't seen much of him. Um, he had such a great career at University High, and uh, let's, I think that the best thing to do is sit Geist out in this game and get him ready for the long haul of playing seven conference games in the SEC that are upcoming and make sure that he is as right as possible because you're going to need Darius Geist against Florida. I don't think you necessarily need him here tonight against Troy. Jeff Palermo, columnist at uh, www.com, Louisiana Network Sports Director. Jeff, how can people keep up with you? Before we give you on, on Twitter, Jeff, give us your prediction, LSU and Troy. Well, I, I agree with you, Deke. I think it could be a lot like last week's game where uh, LSU is in control, but Troy is just kind of hanging around and is maybe two possessions away you know, from taking the lead or you know, they're 13, 17 points down, whatever it might be, that they're – they're still within striking distance. Uh, I just don't think LSU is at the point right now where they can just come out and dominate teams. I know they did it early on, but I think because of the injuries that they've had to key players, um, a couple of their top players and Darius Geis and Rashad Lawrence, I just don't think that they're able to just show up here tonight and win by 30 points. So I'm thinking another game where they win anywhere between uh, 12 to to, to 21 points, uh, that, that kind of a game for LSU. Jeff Palermo, Jeff, and let everybody know how they can keep up with you on social media. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Palermo, LRN. Jeff Palermo, LRN. Jeff, thank you so much for the time, and we'll see you in the box. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks. All right, 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. LSU and Troy, homecoming 2017. Let's take a look at some college football scores. Some games, uh, through 230 games getting into progress now. Right now, number four, Penn State leads Indiana 7-0. Just underway, Murray State at number 17, Louisville. Wisconsin improves to 4-0. Jonathan Taylor still be... Uh, very good performances this season. I think this is the first game he has not gone over 100 yards. He still had 80 yards and two touchdowns on 19 carries as the 10th-ranked Badgers take care of Northwestern, 33-24. South Florida beats uh, East Carolina 61-31 to as the Bulls now are 5-0 and on the season. Florida, LSU's next opponent, Herb, 38-24 to over Vanderbilt. Uh, Florida, be interested to look to see uh, how they picked up those 38 points. Right. Uh, was a defense, short field, and so forth. But they uh, got a big performance. Malik Davis, 124 yards on the ground. So LSU's next opponent, the Florida Gators. Going to be a big one next week. A 2.30 kickoff, the Tigers there. The big SEC game of the week this week is Georgia, number seven Georgia at Tennessee, where things will be uh, getting close to falling off the hinges at Rocky Top of Butch Jones and uh, a loss today to Georgia. Probably make the natives even more restless. Notre Dame fresh off a big victory over Michigan State entertains Miami of Ohio at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Mississippi State will look to get back to their winning ways. They fell last week hard at Georgia. They're at Auburn today to take on the 13th-ranked Tigers. 11th-ranked Ohio State is at Rutgers. That's a 5.30 kickoff. Number two, Clemson is at number 12, Virginia Tech. That's a big one. That's where college game day is today in Blacksburg. Number six, Washington is at Oregon State. Oklahoma State will look to bounce back after suffering their first loss a week ago to TCU. They're at 3-0 Texas Tech. 
Ole Miss is at number one, Alabama. Northern Illinois is at 19th-ranked San Diego State. Last night, the fifth-ranked uh, USC Trojans were defeated by Washington State 30-27. to And number 14, University of Miami, took care of Duke 31-6. Mm-hmm. Senior writer at TigerBait.com at BL Door at B-L-D-O-R-E. Brian Lazar joins us now. Brian, uh, looking ahead to uh, LSU in Florida. Florida is just one of those teams that, uh, look, Jim McElwain uh, have got more ugly wins than anybody in the last couple of years. But, uh, hey, they're winning, and today they find a way to pull away late and beat Vanderbilt. So LSU will go into a venue next week that will be a hard one to win. Yeah, I was impressed with Florida's running back today. Uh, both of them ran very hard against you know, a, a, a decent Vanderbilt defense. And, you know, uh, Luke Durrell got hurt. Felipe Franks came in, and, you know, he really, Florida relied on its running game in the second half when they pulled it away. But look, Florida's now 3-0 in the SEC, and that game next week in, down in Gainesville certainly will not be an easy one, considering last year when Florida had so many guys out here in Baton Rouge and uh, the Gators were able to upset LSU and knock LSU out the Sugar Bowl. Hey, Herb Tyler here. Man, let me ask you a question about that. Felipe Franks came into the game. He played pretty well. He went 10 to 14 for 185 yards. Um, Del Rio was 70 to 11 for 64 yards. Now, you mentioned the running backs, Davis and uh, P. Ryan. They had a really good game. What do LSU need to do tonight to start preparing for those guys next week? Well, uh, I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying for a couple of weeks. LSU needs to go out and, and be in control of an opponent for for 60 minutes, you know, uh, Syracuse and last week they weren't in control really until didn't put them away until the second half late in the game. And, uh, you know, we'll see what they can do this week against Troy. Uh, now look, what Troy's going to do on offense is not what Florida's going to do. Florida, as you saw today, is going to try to run the ball. Uh, uh, Troy is going to do a lot similar things to what Syracuse did last week. Up tempo, try to spread the ball around, throw it. Uh, now Troy does have a much better running back than Syracuse, as in Jordan Chun, as, as a thousand-yard rusher that they have. But uh, Troy has has not played well on offense this year. This is a team that was averaging in the mid 30s last year points per game, and this year they're averaging in the mid 20s. So we'll have to uh, see if LSU can come out tonight, you know, uh, block them on on offense, and then uh, you know put some pressure in. Hold, uh, hold Troy down for a whole game on defense. Brian, now when you look at this week and tonight, uh, you know it seems like that you know we hold our breath because LSU is so thin in the trenches. Uh, and you know you heard Coach O talk about it. He made points where hey, look, we've got to go out and find some at, at the JUCO ranks and so forth. Uh, it's kind of like you know sometimes when things go right, it's the perfect storm. But when things kind of don't go right, it's the perfect storm by way of. Uh, you know, transfers, uh, being dismissed from the program, recruiting and all that. This is as maybe as thin, Brian, and certainly you far more rehearsing this than me, on both sides of the line at one time LSU has been, and, and I can't remember. Yeah, and look, there's only really when you look at it, when you talk about people who have left, the only person on, on the offensive and defensive lines that left that you say, will they be starting? is Maya Tehuma. Nobody else that has affected on the offensive or defensive lines would be anybody you look at today and say, okay, they'd be playing. So that tells me the bigger issue is how they have 
evaluated the, the players as they come in. You know, maybe they they've evaluated guys and signed guys who either aren't aren't good enough or have not been developed good enough. So I don't think it's a matter of you know, every, it's easy to say, well, look, they've lost seven offensive linemen. Well, okay, they may have lost seven offensive linemen, but the only one that's playing anywhere is Maya Tehum, and he's playing at Southeastern. So it's not right. like they lost guys who are playing at uh, FBS school. In fact, I think the only player that has transferred that's from LSU and it's playing a major role on an FBS team is John DeHart, the wide receiver at TCU. All right, Brian, LSU and Syracuse. The Tigers about, a, excuse me, that was last week. LSU and Troy. The Tigers were a 23-point favorite last week. This week they're about a 19-point favorite. How do you see this one shaking out tonight for homecoming, LSU and Troy? I, I, I'd like to think that LSU is going to go out and, and have a two-touchdown lead at the end of the first quarter and just keep that and expand on it the rest of the way. I don't know if they're going to do it. I do think LSU will will play a little bit better this week than they did last week against Syracuse, but I think that the games can end up right around the numbers. So I'm calling it LSU 35, Troy 16. That is senior writer at TigerBay.com, Brian Lazar, at B-L-D-O-R-E, B-L-D-O-R-E on Twitter. Brian, as always, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Okay, talk to you guys later. All right, he's Herb Tyler. I'm Dick Bellaby. We'll continue breaking down LSU and Troy. You heard from two LSU insiders, and we'll get Herb's little take, little offense against the Troy's defense next here. Count it down to LSU and Troy on Tiger Radio, WWL. He is former LSU, great second-winningest quarterback in Tiger football history. Yes, sir. And that is Herb Tyler. Well, tonight he will serve as a uh, guest on the field before mm-hmm. the uh, contest. He'll make the Tiger walk. And special moment. Special moment for him and some uh, gentleman he knows an awful lot that he played with, Tommy Banks. Of course, Touchdown uh, Tommy. Yes, touchdown Tommy. We know about uh, Kevin Falk. And, boy, you know, not only in LSU and SEC annuals, but if you go up, and this is just my experiences with dealing with the media mm-hmm. from the northeastern part, if you go up northeast, and you mentioned greatest Patriots of all time. Oh, yeah. Kevin, I'm, not, I'm not blowing smoke here. Kevin, Kevin Falk is yeah. up there because he was the guy that in those years, from the first year yep. they won the Super Bowl yep. under Brady, when they needed that clutch play, when they needed those three or four yards to get their first down to keep that drive alive, what eventually led to winning the game. Kevin Falk was the man. He I mean, did. he was Tom Brady's just most reliable weapon that he had. Look, that's where I'm going for 33. And, look, you don't. You, they don't ha- pass out those kind of compliments, those herb, you know, to just anybody. Let me tell you how special Kevin is to Tom Brady. Kevin was inducted into the New England Patriots Hall of Fame, and Tom Brady spoke Induced that him. for him. That's right. And Tom wore a Kevin Falk New England Patriots jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm telling you. They love him up there in New England now. Tom knew who bailed him out when he needed to. That's right. Kevin's yeah. one of the best players ever in the history of football. I'll I, I tell that to yeah, anybody. And there's no doubt. Look at what he yeah. did on both levels. All levels. Not high even school, high school. That's right. High school, college football, and NFL. That's exactly right. He can do it all. And Herb and also Cedric Donaldson will be out there with you guys tonight. CD, so Herb, baby. Cedric Donaldson, Tommy Banks, yep. and Kevin Falk will be uh, helping out tonight as guest, and then they'll make the Tiger Walk and kickoff is at 6.02 tonight. Herb, LSU's offense, uh, where is where is the, the quarterback situation as of right now? Both of them, not just one together. So I kind of, you know, I kind of echo one of our guests' uh, uh, statements. Mm-hmm. Technically, you know, Danny Edling is our starter, but we really are truly looking forward to 2018 season right. as a quarterback, in which we should be. Mm-hmm. So I do like the fact that we have Miles Brennan coming in and playing some 
some significant snaps, not just come and play in the wash-up snaps, you know. So, I mean, you have to prepare the guy to be able to play against anybody at any point in time because Danny could not be playing well. Danny could get hurt at any point in time during the season against any opponent. So I I truly believe that, you know, we need to make sure that both of those guys, including Lowell Narcisse, is ready to play at any moment. Herb, now, grading them out, uh, it's just for me a, a person. I just call me a fan. Whatever we write yep. about it and talk about it, but I think both quarterbacks have have done uh, more positive things than they have done. You know, not Negative so positive part. things. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way the quarterbacks are both going. Whatever happens here, yeah. if, if you know Brandon eventually becomes a full time starter in this season, we know he will be in the future. I, I think the way they're bringing this thing along, I like it. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, from what I've seen from Danny Edling so far, is he hadn't turned the ball over. Um, He's a, he's a field general. He leads the team in the manner that he's supposed to. He understands the offensive scheme. Right. Um, he understands exactly what the what the what they're trying to do going into each particular game, and you have to be able to do that. And so, in my opinion, if I had to grade them, um, I would say that Danny Edling right now it's at like a B minus, close to a B plus. Personally, he's not playing horrible. He's playing really, really, really well. He's throwing a deep ball well. Yes, he is throwing intermediate balls well as well. So. I like the way he's playing. Now, when you talk about Miles Brennan, it's kind of difficult for me to really give him a true score because mm-hmm. we haven't seen him, uh, enough of him yet. And then he's just a true freshman that's, um, what, four games into his, his career, and he's only played maybe 30 or 40 right. snaps so far. So, I mean, he's not he's not in the position for us to be able to say, okay, well, he's a, at a, a, a B or an A or anything like that. What I do like is his progression. He's naturally progressing as a quarterback in the SEC for LSU. And another thing that I like about him is he commands respect when he's on the field. If you notice, when the guys are in a huddle, they're at attention all yeah. the time when he's Commanded there. at huddle. When he walks in that huddle, you can see the guys really know and they appreciate that he understands what's going on. Um, and then that, to me, leads to believe that he does understand the, 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 the playbook and then the, yeah. the scheme and, and whatever they're, kind of, they're trying to go into this particular game with the understanding of knowing that, hey, either Danny's going to be there or Miles is going to be there. And both of those guys can actually play the position and lead the team to the correct place, and that's to the touchdown. That's a man there who knows a little something about quarterback play. Herb Tyler giving you his take on how both Danny Etling and Miles Brennan have done uh, individually, collectively, and, of course, uh, helping the Tigers going into tonight's contest against the Troy Trojans. We'll come back, get you set for the final hour here. LSU and Troy, a 6.02 kickoff tonight right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. All right, two hours down and one to go. Next hour, get a recruiting update from Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Who shined last night? What players are on the rise in the state of Louisiana? And who could be on campus today coming to homecoming? Plus, Herb Tyler gives his take, LSU's breakdown, the Tigers' defense taking on the Troy offense. All of that, plus we will break down the top 25 scoreboard. It's your second look as the 230 games are just uh, getting good into the first quarter. He's Herb Child. I'm Deke Bellaby. Count you down to LSU and Troy's homecoming 2017 on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 